is up, folks. What is going on? Welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. I am happy to report that we are all live Present. and back in studio again. A little COVID scare has gone a bye-bye. Couldn't be more thrilled about it. But guys, before we get going tonight, before I run through my usual spiel here, I have to say, I have come here to chew bubblegum and podcast. I'm here to eat And I'm about bears. all out of bubblegum, motherfuckers. <laughs> Which means, of course, we are talking about They Live Tonight. But before we get into that, we have a bunch of things to cover, as we did take last week off unexpectedly. So I know we have a lot of things to cover before we uh, talk about tonight's movie. Maybe we'll go a little bit longer tonight. We shall see. Maybe we'll have a second thing to put out in the feed this week. At some point, we shall see. More on that in a little bit. Anyway, here's where you can find us on social media. And the interwebs, if you're interested in that sort of thing. The first place is our website, which is apod.com. That's A-H-H-P-O-D dot com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for America's Hometown Horror. You'll find us right on there. You can tweet at us, at Hometown Horror. And you can find us on Instagram, which is where we're the most active, at Hometown Horror Pod. And if you feel like it, you can even shoot us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And, as always, just a reminder that we are now a member of Horror Facts Magazine. That would be HorrorFacts.com. You can go right to HorrorFacts.com, a great resource for any horror fan. Uh, you know, you may have heard of Bloody Disgusting. You may have heard of Dread Central. Other websites like that, you need to know about HorrorFacts.com. It's a great resource for news, reviews, etc., etc. And, hey, podcasts. We're on there. We have our own dedicated page alongside other great horror podcasts. So head on over to horrorfacts.com and check them out. And as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts. Oh, we're here too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, again. Cat, Matt, and Andrew. Hey, guys. What Hello. Up? What up? What up? How are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Doing. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Practically halfway through the week already. Dude, right? I know, it's I know. Right? That's actually yeah. a good thing. Well, I was, yeah. I was telling people earlier today at work that it's like, it's going to feel like an extra long week because last week was a short week after a three-day weekend, which is the worst mm. type of week, the first like long week afterwards. So, yeah. I don't know. We're kind of getting there. And uh, if you're listening to this right now, that means it's hump day and you're halfway through the week. So, keep going. Hump day. You'll get there, baby. Hump you day. will get there. All right, so it's not like I ever get that ever with my name being Mike with that famous Hump Day commercial. I've mm. never heard that before ever <laughs> in my life. So you know, keep keep that on going on so with that. Old now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Anyway, yeah. guys, I know we did take the week off, and uh, we did take some time to, and there's been a lot of stuff that people watched. A very big release that I know at least one of us is finished with, and uh, a couple of us are about halfway through. Andrew, I'll start with you, and I'll go to you, Matt. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. So having finished the first half of Stranger Things 4, Andrew, what were your thoughts? Oh, my, mind blown. It's so good. It's one of like my favorite seasons ever. I, I believe it's I heard like you say... I, I was going to say, one. I believe I heard you say that, which is a a big boy statement to make. <laughs> it gets... It comes... It finishes strong. And I mean, I mean, it starts strong, too, I think. Yep. The music is, it's the best soundtrack, too, of all the of bold statements. The soundtrack awesome and all. Yeah, that's saying something, because I think one of the most consistently excellent things about Stranger Things is not only the score, but, like, their soundtrack selection throughout all four seasons. It's just so much more horror. Yeah. And I think there's, like, four great stories, which yeah. is awesome. So Kat and I finished episode three last night. Um, so we're about halfway through it. Right, because there's what there's seven seven, seven yeah. episodes. They get longer, dude. It, that's the only. If it, I mean, if it's a complaint, the only complaint I have is how long They're each of the episodes long. are. Because like I feel like I want to watch more every night, and I can only get through like one or two. Well, you're episodes watching a night. movie every time, you're right? Watching a movie, which I mean, it's it's good. It's very good so far. It definitely feels the most horror. I think. The most pure horror out of any of the seasons so far. Absolutely. Huge Nightmare on Elm Street vibes in a lot of ways and obviously Matt I know you are behind on this so we won't spoil it for you but Thank it's you. it's um, <laughs> I was going to say I haven't watched it. It's yet. definitely it, it's <laughs> something that that you you would dig. Yeah, you would dig. I'm I mean excited for Stranger it. Things is essentially like, you know, 80s nostalgia porn which I mean, but it does it in a, in a very good way. Like yeah. I Taste, tasteful I love porn. It. Tasteful 80s porn. Yeah. They pay a lot of homages in this one to 80s horror. Yeah. So yeah, I've noticed quite a few. I've I've heard people uh Make comparison uh, compa uh, comparisons to Creepshow, in addition to mainly your brother. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe like the main one, but like other than that, I don't even really see that yet. Either Um, there's a little bit. It gets a little Silence of the Lambs vibes going on a little later on. Okay, as it goes. Yeah, Um, I think the original Nightmare on Elm Street and a few specific scenes, and also uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three Dream Warriors. uh, I'm getting uh, Warriors. uh, I'm getting a lot of vibes for that. So, yeah, if you're behind on Stranger Things or if you've seen the whole thing. God bless you. Um, haven't had the time to get all the way through it yet, Andrew. I know you have. Uh, maybe next week we can talk a little about it. I've been waiting for someone to finish it because I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> but I can't. It I also it... was it there. It's long. It's like so. It's probably like ten hours. It is. It is ridiculous for seven episodes. It's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, Stranger Things four. Uh, hey, it's good. So check it out. It's good. Check it out. Check it Kat, out. As Kat was saying, <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's right? Good. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to add on Stranger Things 4? Um, I like it. Okay. So far. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, great. Two thumbs great. up. I still have to Two finish season three. Okay. I will be caught up entirely by the time the new... The second half second is half out, yeah, because that's like, July, and I'll be happy to go balls to the wall with you. All right, maybe we can do a whole. It's hard, it is hard mm-hmm. having them be so long to watch. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's a lot of time. Yeah, I, lot. I spend a lot of my time watching Hey Bear and such. <laughs> yes, understand, understandable, understandable. Well, I will, I will say though, this, I, I think that this definitely holds my attention. Which is saying something is it, it takes a lot to hold your attention. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Uh, you know, which you know, more of that to come when we talk about this movie later yes. tonight. Yes. Correct. Yes. 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 Indeed. Uh, Matt, Yo. I know that you watched a lot. I was paying it, you know, I saw your uh, your Instagram story a lot of times. You watched a lot of shit over the last week that we didn't record. Why don't you yep. tell us about some of it, huh? Matt's news. So, there's actually <laughs> a couple... I saw at least one movie that I know that I've seen, so I, I just, yeah, you, you go ahead. I'll give you the floor, my friend. I think there's one that I didn't post the thing for, but I usually do that. I'll, I'll post the poster of whatever movie I'm watching, um, just because, I don't know, people ask me about it. Then it's just a conversation. It's a good starter. way to keep track. And I keep track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So I do have, I keep all like the screenshots in my phone. So basically, first off, um, I have a little bit of news that I'm excited to share. Yes. So I'm a big, big fan. Obviously, when we did our countdown and we did um, the 2010s, I picked Mother. And that's a Darren Aronofsky movie. Mm-hmm. He also did Requiem for a Dream. He did Black Swan, mm-hmm. among other great non-horror movies um the wrestler and uh the the fountain pie um but he has a new movie coming out uh joaquin phoenix nope no that's ari aster ari aster that's right yep Yep. um new movie coming out starring brendan fraser oh i heard about called the whale yeah so it's a movie called the whale yes and what it's about is a guy who leaves his wife and daughter for his gay lover and then down the road wants to reconnect with his estranged daughter but he's also a 600-pound recluse who's eating himself to death. What? So mm. it has a lot of that kind of bleak vibe that I uh, think is, I mean, Aronofsky. It's like mm. that plot, and then you attach Darren Aronofsky to it. It's like, you're like, oh, this is going to be so miserable to watch. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm not sure when it comes out. I know it's based on a book. Yep. Um... I mean, it would be sick if it comes out at the end of the year, but I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be sometime next year. I have I have heard of this before, and I did hear that Brendan Fraser is, is playing the lead, and also uh, the girl that plays Max in Stranger Things is playing his daughter. Oh. The redhead. Yeah. Yep. So she's Sadie Sink, I, I believe like is her, her name. Yeah. Yep. I did see this. Yeah. So uh, that, that uh, I mean, any, anytime an Aronofsky movie comes out, so Brendan like, Fraser yeah. is whale. He is the yeah. whale, apparently, of the of so, the title. I guess it's pretty <laughs> just rough. Yeah. Um it sounds would, it. Yeah, so I wouldn't expect anything. I am pretty uh, excited about that. So some of the movies that I watched though, I did take some time to watch some stuff just kind of randomly. Um the first one I did was Gaspar Noé's Enter the Void. So he did Irreversible, he did Climax. Um, he has a new movie coming out that's actually starring Dario Argento mm-hmm. called Vortex, okay. which I have not seen. It's not widely released yet. Enter the Void came out in 2009. It's kind of his, it was, I guess it was kind of his big, big movie. It's two hours and 40 minutes. It's very long. And uh, it definitely has some horror elements to it just because of how, it's a lot like Climax where it has just this disorienting kind of like art film vibe to it. Um, basically a drug dealer that's living in Tokyo, he ends up dying, and the whole movie is his POV and his life after death, 
and before and during his life. So it's just almost like this weird, like, hardcore drug movie meets, like, the vibe of, like, Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Story. Wow. Like, kind of seeing his past, nice. present, and future. Yeah. So um, even more of a fever dream than A Christmas Carol, pretty yeah. much. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's very long, and it feels very long, and there's some really, really graphic violence that happens in it, like most Gaspar Noé movies. Um, I was going to say, I'm not surprised coming from you that a movie you watched has extreme violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a good movie. Not my favorite of his, but, and it was, it easily could have been two hours tops. Yeah. There's, like I said, there's a lot of kind of like 2001 Space Odyssey type vibes where it's just like, just kind of nothingness for a little bit. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so that was like one big one that I watched. I actually watched that after the Celtics clinched. Game seven. Oh, Jesus oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was up late that night. Yeah. Damn. Because I had that Monday off. Oh, Monday. that's right. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Might as well go. And then I did The Prowler, which is, uh, I think, um, so Joseph Zito is the director of that. So The Prowler is a 1981 slasher movie. Um, takes place 30 years after World War II. And it was kind of funny because I watched this on Memorial Day without, like, kind of realizing what it was. But he's a, like, basically comes back dressed in, like, World War II clad stuff and just is recreating a murder from their, like, celebration before they all went to war. Yeah, it was cool. Good slasher. If you've seen The Burning, mm-hmm. uh, great gore, great kills. Uh, and he also directed Friday the 13th Part 4. Okay. Which is my second favorite Friday the 13th. Movie. Okay. So okay. Um, he's got good stuff. I watched the movie Lamb. Which is an Icelandic movie. That's newer, right? So emotionally draining. Oh, say I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's obviously in subtitles. It's in Icelandic. Um, basically, a family or a, a mother or a, a wife and husband, they uh, end up finding this this lamb is born on their farm and it's kind of deformed. They end up raising it to be their own child, but they like manifest it into being a real kid but it's not it's a lamb and it's like it's just super bizarre but there's also like a an entity that is part of that and that all comes to fold at the end i don't want to spoil it Mm -hmm. definitely watch it you're gonna fucking i I saw i saw i was like i gotta watch i've definitely heard what was that on was it did you showtime interesting we don't have showtime anymore um it is extremely depressing okay even better as is (laughs) um and then uh, just a couple little things. I have heard that the movie Watcher that came out. Um, oh, the one with Micah Monroe. Yeah, yep, I, I guess about that's that. doing really I that's, well. Or that's good. In the yep. select theaters, as is Crimes of the Future, which is Cronenberg's new movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard it's wild. Yeah, that one I've heard. I, again, and take this with a grain of salt. I've heard there were a lot of walk walkouts at oh. was it Con or wherever the fuck yeah. it, it uh, premiered. But I, I've heard it's kind of like a, a late a late career great Cronenberg movie, and the premise is really fucked up. The walkout, yeah. the walkout news at Cannes Film Fest is uh, becoming synonymous with standing ovation nods. Like it's yeah. it just I've heard it so many times that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Do people walk out of movies all the time? Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me want um, to see the movie. Actually, to, of course. Yeah. Like, why Who was it? Was Andrew, did, did you say it or did Matt, did you say it, that somebody walked out of men when we last yeah, recorded? Yeah, that was me. That was you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what was I going to say? What did you think of Werewolves Within? Oh, that was... Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. I yeah, that I was good. It. That was the one I, I knew kind that of, I watched. That was like a sun... That was my Saturday morning kind of like... Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> yeah, like, I was light because I knew Definitely Sarah was... has that vibe, yeah. Sarah was home, and, like, she was chilling, and, like, Layla was down with us. It was, like, sa- like we're just sitting in the living room, and it was at least had the light comedy. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of Knives Out um, had that uh, vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, it's yep. obviously the whodunit. Um, I don't want to spoil it because it's got a lot of twists and turns, but... Um, well, Kat, Kat and I watched it. You probably haven't no, seen I it. Not. What is it? Werewolves oh. Within. I was, with like... The, with the AT&T girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, come on. We watched it like a month ago. Not did even. We? Yes, we Werewolves did. Werewolves Within? Werewolves That's also within. on Showtime. Yes, it's good. So it's very good. Uh, yeah, they got some hidden gems. I, I thought it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked I it. It was cool. cool. It was yeah. funny. It, you know, and I feel it, like it, has your, it has your girl in it, so you got to watch the it. The AT&T chick? Yeah. And she looks good. She's my girl? Yeah, all of all. I mean, whose whose girl wouldn't it be? (laughs) She she looks good. She's funny in it too. Mm. She she plays a good character. I hope to see her in more movies. Yes, Um, I didn't know she was like an actress outside of like. Yeah, I I think I I I guess she is. Yeah. Oh, that. Her name is uh, Malena Vaintrub of Vaintrub, something like that. I think she's Israeli. Uh, Oh, okay. That was that was a good movie. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, now you remember? No, I had to look it up because I don't remember just movie titles. Like I need some sort of visual to go. Who remembers movie titles? No. 
I tell you, the, a movie we watched a month ago that has the chick from AT&T and Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. I don't know girls from yeah. AT&T. I, mean, like, I don't know. If more specific said, than the AT&T If you girl. said, like, Flo from Progressive, I'd be like, okay. But the girl from at and I feel like they're essentially the same. No, they are not mm. Except the that, no, the <laughs> AT&T girl's <laughs> way better Flo. Yeah, Flo's terrible. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're pretty recognizable commercial um, people is what I mean. I don't think so. Obviously, you know, for the... The internet crowd, the AT&T girls, a little bit more famous. Aesthetically For a, a couple of reasons. Yeah. Um, Good assets. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, you know, hey, whatever. It's, uh, it's what it is. We're all human. Yeah. Um. Hey, so uh, uh, anything else? Or those are, Yeah, those, are, those are all my big watches. And then my little blips of news. So, yeah. Buried the lead here. And I, I did talk about this at the beginning that, um, you know, hey, big ups to our buddies over at uh, Spooky World, the movie. Oh, yeah. Or actually, oh, sorry. Yeah. Spooktacular, the movie. It's not called Spooky World, the movie anymore. It's called Spooktacular, the movie, who had the uh, world premiere of their film at Monster Palooza out in L.A. this past weekend with a star-studded panel of guests. Um, So I did talk to Tony over the weekend. I guess the premiere went very well. I'm supposed to be talking with him later this week, uh, which will be something that you can only hear on this feed, unless you were at the premiere. Um, but I know that Tony Timpone, who used to be the editor-in-chief of Fangoria, moderated the panel, uh, and Quinn, David, and Tony, who were all on our show, were obviously part of that panel. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Tom Savini, Kane Hodder, and Barbara Crampton were all also part of that panel when the film screened out in L.A. over this past weekend. Woo! So cool. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, we were invited to come out uh, and... You know, view this premiere. Uh, unfortunately, we could not make it due to circumstances beyond our control. I wish we could have been there, but uh, there is maybe going to be something a little bit more local down the line. If I'm allowed to say that. I'll ask Tony. If so, I'll cut it out. If it's not, but um, I think it's going to be something a little <laughs> bit closer to home. Yeah, see, somebody else listens to the Always Sunny podcast besides me. Yep, there we go. Yeah, so huge shout out to our buddies over at Spooktacular. I know how hard they work, how long they've been trying to put this together, and I'm just so happy that they were able to put everything together and have such an awesome time out in LA. So I was uh, initially initially supposed to talk to Tony the day after, but I think uh, I think he was feeling the jet lag a little bit that day. So I uh, let him off the hook, and we'll hopefully talk at some point this week. And you know, uh, let's see what else. Andrew, Cat, anything else you guys want to talk about before we uh, jump into our movie here? Um, I don't really want to talk about it, but I did watch Thinner. Oh, I love mm. Thinner. I, I feel like it's underrated. It is. It's bad. It's, it's not good. It, it, no, it's <laughs> bad, but it's pretty awesome, too. It's like a guilty pleasure. Like, yeah. all of those Stephen King movies are just, like, I, there's there's something that's nostalgic to me, because I'd come home from school as a kid and put on AMD Fear Fest, and it's, yeah. like, so many of those Stephen King movies, so or I just, like, they're, the like, comfort thing, too, films. like, when Netflix first came out, I would be, like, just scroll on that baby, all these Stephen King movies. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, they're so bad, but, like, it was the perfect. Like I woke up Sunday morning. It was like nine o'clock. I didn't just watch. Yeah, it. nothing yeah. better than just like, like just weekend here morning horror. Breakfast sandwich. And watch yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of a replacement for Saturday morning cartoons. You know, yeah, I mean, I that, at least I, I would think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, also one other thing that I saw today. I don't know if any of you guys saw this besides me. Um, so the full trailer for the new Predator movie dropped today. Did mm-hmm. you see it? I did. Oh, it was awesome. It I'm was still dude, not watching trailers. It looks trailers. great. Um, so it's called Prey. I know we talked about it a couple weeks yeah. ago, where it's set in the 1800s. Uh, with a group of Native Americans, I believe Comanche Native Americans, uh, essentially fighting predators or a predator. Sounds and amazing. It looks fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, it, it like looks it really good. Be. I really do hope that it's rad. Yeah, it looks really cool. It, it, I was impressed by the trailer is what I'll say. So, yeah, I would say don't watch it if you want to uh, I'm still do- I'll go with that. Like, pledge. sometimes I'll accidentally watch something, but I'm trying to, uh, like, any big movies that I want to see. Okay. Because I, no. I mean, <laughs> how do you go to the movies though and not watch the trailers that are in front of you? You have well, to purposefully yeah, sh- walk in twenty minutes. Well, late. I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, so no. that's not happening. Yeah. No, so no, any no. trailers I see at the movie theaters beyond my control. Right. That's yeah. fair. That's okay. Fair enough. So uh, part of yeah. Anything else, you guys? Anything else that we left out? Or anything else anyone wants to talk about? The floor uh, is anyone else's. The full trailer, or at least the teaser trailer for Rob Zombie's Monsters, which Ooh, would be monsters. today, if you're listening to mm-hmm. it as this aired. I love the monsters. So I did hear that... Um, oh, so that and one other thing. Um, I know that that was initially talked about as being like a Peacock exclusive, but now they're saying maybe it's going to be a Netflix movie. Peacock. Okay. 
I know the Monsters original series is on. Yes. So I, I love the Monsters. Yeah. I totally forgot about them until you just said that. It's, a, it's like 60 episodes. Yeah. yeah. I used to watch them all the time. Only two seasons, but still, 30 episodes. But it turns out so. that uh, Rob Zombie was able to be coerced into directing like a PG or PG-13 horror movie. Oh, is that what it's going to be? Yeah. It's not going to be like a hard R rating Rob Zombie movie. It's going to be a, like an actual Monsters movie in the same vein, kind of. Well, that's kind of cool. Which I, I, I respect. Good for yeah, he has such yeah. reverence for the you know the original series that he's not willing to. I, I, and I, I bet you he probably didn't come to the studio with a hard R-rated no, monsters movie. Yeah. They're gonna be like he has no, too much respect. How would you do that? Yeah. I remember watching like MTV Cribs back in the day and seeing Rob Zombie's house, and he has so much like Universal Classic yeah. Monster and the monsters like you know paraphernalia in his Stuff. house. Insane. Yeah. I really hope that it has that, like, you know, at the beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses, how it has, like, that Dr. Wolfenstein kind of, like, 1950s midnight movie monster yep. vibe. Yep. I really hope that this whole movie is, like, bookended by something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. And it would, that would just, it would be really, really fucking cool. I would argue that there's probably no director better suited for something like that than him. I mean, yeah, that's I fair. Think so, you know, we will he's, see. he's good at what he's good at, and I think he has a niche, a niche. Yeah, oh, one last thing. Uh, apparently, for Scream 6, uh, Nev oh, yeah. Campbell's not returning. I saw that. Did you guys see this? Yeah. See this? Hear about this? Are you pissed? Kind of. <laughs> Actually, my friend Jen tagged me in it on Facebook today, and I was like, what? I was like, yeah. how are they going to have a Scream without Nev? Well, apparently, they lowballed her on a yeah. contract offer. Well, to be fair, in the last movie, she was not in it. I was going to say, she's probably like, going to be in it for five minutes. Well, yeah. Well, that wasn't um, kind of, one shooting day. I think that, that, was yeah. how, that was how the story was written. I wanted a billion dollars right. for my shooting They day. didn't want her to be. She wasn't the main part of that story. No. She probably was commanding, like, you know, lead actress money, which at this point in her career, she should be, which they, the studio probably told you her to go I'm fucking pound I'm not going to see it. Yeah, you're yeah, out. No, Nev yeah. Campbell. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna see it anyway. So. I'll, I'll, I'll see it when it's like out on my like ground. Streaming. I don't think so I'd go see it in the, theaters. The hill that I die on. I'll probably see it in theaters because I know Cat will want to see it in theaters. Maybe. When yeah. does it come out? Uh, 2023. Yeah. Is Jenna Ortega like reprising that role too? I believe so. She's ripping, dude. She's yeah. in everything now. She's yeah, like she's new, playing uh, when, when, Wednesday Adams yeah. in the new Netflix series. I'm not sure how that'll be. Yeah, we'll but. see how it goes. But uh, I like her. She's cool. All right, guys. 24 minutes in. You want to finally talk <laughs> yeah. some They Live or what? Yeah. They Live. Right, baby. All right, so I picked this movie. I'll kick this off, and I'll, I'll go around the horn here and let you guys talk about it. But um, That's a lot of news. I picked this movie, and we, I know we started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, where I said, you know, I'm really feeling talking about some Carpenter. Um, and I think this is probably one of, if not the most, underrated Carpenter movie. Sure. I was also talking about maybe doing The Fog, which I think is probably up there with this movie as one of his most underrated movies. Um, you know, everybody knows Halloween. Everybody knows The Thing. You know, the uh, Escape from New York, Escape from L.A., those are popular. In the, uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Oh, In the Mouth of Madness, Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Uh, I think those are kind of a little more underrated than they They, they very well may be, actually. Yeah, now, now that you mention it. Now that you mention it. But, uh, you know, turns out when you watch this movie, and I hadn't seen it in a few years, that uh, this guy Carpenter kind of knew what he was doing, and he was pretty far ahead of his time. Smart. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he's like the George Carlin of horror movies. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Uh, it's funny because there's a portion at the very end of this movie where things happen, and uh, John Carpenter and George Romero are both name dropped in the movie. Did you guys notice that? No. Mm -hmm. So at the very end, essentially. Um, but I think that John Carpenter and George Romero have directed some of the most like socially and politically like uh, progressive horror movies of the last. Yeah. I mean, however many 60 years. years. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Both, both of them. Yeah. Both. Of them, I would say. Equally. Yeah. But I think this movie, it, it, it's it's ahead of its time. And it's just really, it's a really interesting concept that I can't believe hasn't been remade yet. Although I think there was an attempt to remake it. But considering some of the, like the social and political themes that are in this movie, it seems like it's something that's ripe to be, to be remade in 2022 without like getting political. But I feel like it's hard to not talk about some of these things right. in that movie yeah. when you're right. watching it. Because it's very on the nose. It's super on, yeah. Right. I mean, in, in this movie, I mean, it's not the fucking Godfather. 
but you can see why this has gone on to become a cult classic. There's absolutely a fair amount of cheese on this, mm-hmm. as you would say, Andrew. Cheese. Love it. And uh, I just made the Godfather comparison. I mean, Rowdy Roddy Piper is absolutely not Marlon Brando, but I actually really enjoy <laughs> him as he's, fucking he's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's pretty no good. other person that plays that role. Pretty good. Ever. I mean, he's got some unreal one-liners. I mean, there's the famous one that I already quoted at the beginning of the episode, but some of the shit that he says in this movie, I guess he kept a notebook of, like, phrases that yeah, his character would from say his, his from what career. I read. Um, but it's also very funny to me, personally, to see him not as maniac in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just like we were just talking oh, about before. Oh, and the wrestling for the yep, troops he, one? He's been in, yeah. He was in two episodes of Always Sunny before he passed away. Very young, by the way. 61. Yeah. That's not I mean, I imagine he had pretty bad He had a lot of health problems, He had a lot so. of health issues. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, hey, interest. I read a lot about him today. Interesting guy. Thoughtful guy. Good actor. Like, did a lot of stuff in his life. Kind of came from nothing mm-hmm. to go on and become, like, pretty famous. So, you know, uh, big ups, again, to Rowdy Roddy Piper. But, yeah, I think They Live Rocks. It's a really cool concept. It's, yeah. you know. It's definitely got that 80s cheese to it, but it, it's a good movie. And I think it, it is well-deserving of the cult classic status that oh, it yeah. has. So, I don't know. That's what I have on it. I'm glad I picked it. I'm glad I rewatched it. Uh, who would like to come next? Mr. Uh, Audet. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think a lot to what you said. It's definitely super relevant. I, I haven't watched it in probably like maybe four or five years. And so watching it again now... I was like, wow, this is crazy. This is, like, so relevant. They even referenced that, like, their whole plan is going to be finished by 2025. It's like you look around now and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> like, right? I think this I think is, we need some of them this sunglasses. is real. Yeah. yeah, we do need some of those sunglasses. <laughs> but with, like, the other aspect, too, with everything going on right now in the country, in the news, with gun control and gun violence going on, and you see a lot of what would be considered mass shootings happen in this yeah. movie. And it's weird because you're on this other side of this, like, like fake spectrum, basically, where he's, like, killing aliens, I guess, or, yeah. like... Uh, I mean, he essentially just puts on a pair of sunglasses and decides that he's going to walk into a bank and just fucking... Kill murk. anyone that doesn't... Oh, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of he doesn't yeah. even take ten minutes to decide, yeah. should I do this, should I... Nope. It's just, just all of a sudden that was away. it. Yeah. yeah, he just made a decision. <laughs> yeah. You're so. absolutely right, and I, I, I meant to bring that up. That's a great point. I feel like this could be triggering for some people well there was like definitely age. i like definitely had this like weird internal battle it, that right? i was like, like wow this is kind of crazy like because hmm. i was to the, to the point of being remade i'm like damn could hmm. this even be remade like yeah at, at like what point is this he's like an anti-villain or an anti-hero um yeah. and so it's just like this that weird kind of vibe but then as the movie goes on you kind of see what's happening and it like makes sense and it, it almost reminded me that end scene of inglorious bastards and their whole plan to like burn down the movie theater and like all this and the other thing and i just remember like the first time watching it being like dude are they gonna go in and just like fuck this whole crowd of fucking old people up <laughs> like is this yeah. about to be absolutely wild so yeah. it was it was a uh, different watching it this time around than i think any other time that i've watched it 100 percent well, and they had like we were just watching stranger things and the first the first episode of the season they have a disclaimer because they aired it Right, right after, right the after Texas the school shooting. shooting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were both kind of like, "Why are they having a disclaimer?" And then you watch the end. Yeah. Why did it? Yeah. To an extent, to an extent, I, I understood. Mean, yeah, it was. I think the disclaimer was kind of. I don't think so. It uh, wasn't it really. It wasn't yeah. like relevant. Like I mean, it, I mean, I guess it was relevant, and it was the smart thing to do. It was. It but was, like, it's hard to tie it in together. And having finished the whole season now, I don't really. Right. Well, it's not the thing you have to understand think... too is that Stranger Things is also like kind of geared towards right. a younger, younger audience, audience. Yeah, that's yeah. right? Too. Like younger than us. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I get. I, I kind of. I get. Yeah. It. I get it. This though, I can certainly see people watching this movie not necessarily understanding the message that John Carpenter is trying to get across. And just seeing it as like a glorification of violence, which I feel like it is absolutely 100%. And Carpenter has said this. I'll get to that. 100% not the case. Like, this is about, you know, uh, class inequality and people rising up to fucking kind of fuck the uh, the upper class, I would say. 
and a lot of other things. And as they're well. also aliens. They're also aliens. To take over the world. They're also aliens. So fuck yep. them. Yep. And, I mean, and it's also not spoiled, real. Spoiled, it's spoiled, also a movie. Yeah. Spoiled, spoiler alert for a movie that is uh, came out in 1988. Yeah. Uh, the main <laughs> character, played by Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, Nada is his name. He only kills one actual person. Everyone else in it. Do you know what that one person is? You know. You know. We'll talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, where were we? Did you have some more thoughts on They Live? No, that was pretty much it. Like, just the relevance to it. Um, I think that his character in, like, relations with Keith David's character is great. Their fight scene's wild. It's very long. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and thank you for bringing like up Keith minutes. David. He's great. He's awesome, dude. Yeah. He was I, awesome in The Thing, too. Like, you know, he's great. I cannot take him, though. It's so funny, as much good horror stuff as he's done. I cannot remove him from the stepdad or something about at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely that. forgot about He's that. wicked, wicked funny <laughs> in the beginning of that movie. That. He's a good actor. He was yeah, actually he in the Creep, Creep Show series, too. He yeah. played a really good part in one of the episodes that he was in. Uh, yeah, good actor. He also was in a, uh, played a pretty big part in, in Search of Darkness, by the way. Oh, yeah. like a lot of A lot of dialogue about mm-hmm. horror. Yeah, Keith David's. Cat, what do you think of They Live? I know you have it not was... seen this movie before, so why don't you tell? Yeah, what no. were your what were your uh, thoughts? It yeah. was uh, it was good. Are you surprised? <laughs> are, you, are you surprised by that? Are you surprised? No, this is your first view. No, no, I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, I I actually really liked it. I wasn't really sure going into it. I'm like always like kind of nervous. Like, okay, what am I getting myself into? But I liked the whole concept of like the sunglasses. I liked mostly um how they saw advertising and how they saw right. tv advertising like that was the coolest part i feel like when they were like seeing messages of what because just being in like marketing and design and all that stuff like that's that's my life like that's I want essentially that's what, what it is, is. Yeah. yeah so i'm like wow <laughs> that's awesome maybe i am am i an alien maybe she got some sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> you have plenty of sunglasses but, that you lose and then steal mine right well that's correct mm-hmm. but um, so I loved that part where it actually said like obey and like get married and procreate, Mar- and marry thing. and reproduce. Yes, consume. right. I yeah. consume. I loved it. I was or just like, this is amazing. When he looks at cash and it says, "I am your god." Right. Huge yeah. thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Huge part. Yeah. Of that. yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I actually like in the very end. Are we are we doing spoiler territory? We can at this point. The movie okay. came out in 1988, so let's. If, uh, if you haven't yeah. seen it, it's then pretty what straightforward. What it's cat? not like there's like a real like list. No, you kind of know. I would assume like that. Yeah. If you're listening to this, you either really like us and you don't care, or you've seen this movie and you want to hear our thoughts. Or on pause it, it and go watch it. And yeah, yeah there you go. The come, yeah. come back in an hour yeah. and 34 minutes. I, so. I, 2.99 <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought it was so funny how it's this movie ended. How it was with the last like two oh, seconds. Yeah, you see, you see that girl's the girl's boobs are having sex. And like all of a sudden she sees the TV and then the alien like shows up on the TV and then she looks down. And the guy that she's having sex with is an alien. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he's like, what's wrong, baby? And then it just, like, yeah. ends. And I'm like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, the whole movie. And then all of a sudden you see, like, boobs. I'm like, where? what is this all Finally, of a sudden? Like, boobs. what? Like, <laughs> because boobs. Because boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is funny, too. And it, it's a, well, not funny. <laughs> it's a It's a great effect. I love the effect of when Nada puts on the sunglasses and it just goes automatically to black and white yeah. and just everything transitions. It's a really cool effect. It's done well. It just makes um, it so much more bleak. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is practical effects for the actors that are playing the aliens. So the mouth movement on them isn't great. No. Right, but that's okay. So, But it's okay, though. Yeah, I, again. You're not expecting right. it to be great. Because movie, suspend disbelief, watch the movie. It's, it's kind good. of part of the 80s factor. Exactly. But Which, it also just I takes like. away the human aspect of them. Right. Correct. It it's makes them true. even less human. Yep. You know what I mean? So I always I always think of that with practical effects in the 80s. So people are like, it looks so dumb. Like, well, if you just think of it as like, like especially in body horror, that like this is what is happening to their body, that it looks that unnatural, it almost mm. makes it that much more fucking freaky. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So there's at yeah. least substance. Yeah. Andrew, talk to me about uh, they live. It's just a... F- <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid, but yet so brilliant at the same time. Like, you, you, you think about the general idea of the movie, like, this sounds like the dumbest movie ever. You watch it, you're like, this movie's awesome. Movie rocks. Yeah. Perfectly <laughs> yeah. done. And there's just, like, there's so many scenes in this movie that are just absolutely, like, the scene when he kidnaps the woman and then she just 
bottles him with the wine bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Kicks him out of like a third story window. Like out of that window breaks so easy. And then he like Chris Farley rolls down the hill. Yeah. And then later on he's like, sorry, I thought I killed you. Yeah, you thought you killed me. No shit. And then he's going to do a dump drop. And then also like the scene that um after they have that like 15 minute brawl. Yeah, they beat the shit out of him. And he was like, and Nada was like freaking out because he couldn't find his. But then they're hanging out, and he's just like, oh, yeah, here. And he gives, he gives what's his face? Like, Frank. He, I thought you only had right? one yeah. pair of sunglasses. Well, he goes into that <laughs> trash truck and then, like, finds, like, a box of them. Yeah, but then didn't he lose them? <laughs> yeah, the thing dumps out. But he still, he got more. Like, he got another one. And then okay. they they went to that thing, and they gave him, like, contacts. Yeah. yeah. That was cool. I like the contacts, because really cool. then they can't tell him. I feel like I thought of you a lot when... Ever he had like a gun and was just like going nuts because I felt like he was just being like, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> going like crazy shooting. I just thought it was wild that he just like... went from like zero to a hundred and like didn't even think about it. Just like you know what, this I'm just gonna go into this to bank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey, I, I'm just a drifter. I have nothing to live for. I just uncover this massive alien world conspiracy, and you know what, I'm just gonna fucking kill everybody. Yeah. Sure, let's go. Yeah, there's not really an arc. No, it's like, like, no, no, just like boom, boom, not at all. <laughs> nope. Nope, not at all. No arc. Well, it takes like it's like a half hour, forty five minutes before it like gets to that point, though. Yeah, and I feel like he's very calm in that first half hour. He's just kind of like walking around, like observing, like trying to like get his bearings. So then the first twenty minutes, he definitely has the glasses. Is in that store, like yeah. looking at that old lady's Connor. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you say the line. Oh yeah, formaldehyde face. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what an insult. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Yes, yeah. again, again, some. Un- he also didn't unreal. play it cool at all. Though. He's just like yelling at people. Like maybe you should like not let them yeah. know even if they are. Reel it in. But yeah. he didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, but why are you just yelling? At yeah, <laughs> They're like going on their walkie to on their like their their uh, watches watches yeah. and be like, hey, he's over here, and you're like, whatever, formaldehyde. I love that he looks at the other lady. He's like, you're cool. Yeah. You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. You suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they live. Good movie. I think we all liked it to uh, yeah, varying degrees, right? Correct. It's good. Like like you said, you hadn't seen it in five years. It's like perfect to watch every four years. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a good time for sure. Yeah. Absolutely a good time if you want to just uh, live, hang alone. out, watch a, a throwback '80s B movie, sci-fi action yeah, horror movie. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, uh, so this movie came out in uh, 1988, which uh, technically this is the first movie that we've covered from 1988. You want to hear about some of the other movies that came out this year? There's some, there's some good ones and some, uh, some not so good Why ones. Why is it yeah. technically? Well, technically because we did see Killer Clowns from Outer Space as part of a double feature when we covered uh, Screens and Screams oh, at Barrett Haunt, Barrett's Haunted Mansion. Um, we didn't do a full deep dive on that movie, which we should do at some point. I know I talked about that and we did our 80s draft, but I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, that's the only other movie uh, from that year that we've really talked about at any sort of length. Um, I would argue probably one of the best movies to come out from that year is the Blob remake. You yeah, seen that? that movie rocks. Oof, so good. Really? It's super violent. Incredibly gory. If yeah. I have it, was like forever ago and I don't remember it. Moment, it's so. a good body horror Practical uh, effects, like body melt type deal. Nice. Yeah. It, it's incredibly gory and graphic. Yeah, like the the '80s practical special effects are on full display. Um, Matt Dillon's younger brother plays the uh, the main character in the movie. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I I actually have it saved in my like Google TV watch list. So if it pops up on a streaming service, I'll get a notification because I haven't Ooh. seen that movie. Also, that thing. That's me either. Oh, oh yeah. Can you repeat uh, yourself with that? How do you do that? Download <laughs> the Google TV app. Oh no. And you basically uh, you have you can have a watch list. You search for a particular movie and you let Google know what streaming services you have. And then as you, as something comes onto a streaming services, it'll either give you a notification or you can go into your watch list and see what each mm. particular thing on your watch list is on for a streaming wow. service. Yeah. That's good. Science I use it all, all the time. You're giving Google information. Yes, exactly. The aliens. I always like the aliens. Consume. Speaking yeah. of aliens, Speaking of the <laughs> obey, search, consume, Google, watch, Google, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tweet. I always love that Fangoria on the first of every month posts all the horror movies going to all the streaming services. I love that mm. too. Yeah. Which though, you know what I forgot that I watched Alligator. You got to watch uh, that I've movie. I've seen Alligator dude. before. Yeah, I love okay. that movie. Yeah, that that was fantastic. I think dude. Alligator that is a scary, scary movie. Scary movie. Just because it's coming out of the sewers and like not like the ocean. Yeah. Like it's like you're not safe anywhere. And it just like it it's, it manages to get in and out mm. so easily. 
Like, and it's a really good practical effects, huge, huge yeah. alligator too. Yeah. Like, awesome. it's ginormous. Yeah, that movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. And yeah. it has Robert Forster. It's a it, better, so. oh, it's a better Lake Placid, I think. I think it's better oh, than yeah. Lake Placid. What was that other it, movie that came out recently that I liked it, it was good, it was, wasn't called Oh, Ellen. Crawl. 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 Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Talk to us about Crawl real quick. I, I can barely remember it, but it was no? basically like there was like a hurricane and this girl went to like, they're down in Florida or whatever. The girl's worried about her father, like lives alone. Dad's played by Barry Pepper. Who was Very the happy. sniper in Saving Private Ryan? Good to know. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know that. Mm-hmm. So she drives to his house because she had a hold of him, I think. And then she gets there and it's like flooded. And then basically, like, oh, why he's they're down in the basement and that alligator. And it's, there's like a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, there's like the big one to start. Yeah. And then scary. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, hey, luckily, you don't get a lot up here in Plymouth, scary. Massachusetts. Dude, there's nothing. So. My biggest fear is to be eaten alive by anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a shark. Yeah, well, shark? stay stay out of the ocean off the uh, off the coast, by the way. I just stay out of bodies of water. You technically do. Yeah, you do. Not technically, you do that. So you do. If I go in, I'm not going over my waist. Mm. I don't know what's out there. True. Jellyfish suck too. Yeah. They do. Mm. They do. Anything in the water is gross and weird. And That's good. true. It's creepy crawlies. Yeah. <laughs> Pond monsters. River monsters. Are there such things? Yeah. Go. Oh yeah. So I also have a. Uh... Another little thing that I forgot came out. They're remaking Arachnophobia. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm, that's right. Yeah, it's the director that did Happy Death Day to You, right? Happy to you! To you! Yeah. Christopher, so was like, yeah. Christopher Landon, right? Anyone? Bueller? Yeah. No? I don't know. You're the guy that knows all those things. Yeah. Yes. Uh, apparently, I, I believe, I'm about 99.9% positive that that is the name of the director. Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you! It's so, my yeah. birthday. Uh, if it doesn't have Jeff Daniels in it, though, I don't know if I want to say I knew it. you were going to say that. I have a feeling that John Jeff Goodman? Daniels is not going to be in it. John Goodman. I love John yeah, I mean, Goodman's still alive. In real life? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. But I think his character does die in the original. I also have a feeling that John Goodman's not going to be in it. John Goodman is awesome. Yeah, I don't though. think Jeff Daniels is going to be in it. I no. guess it's, I think it's going to be heavy on CGI. And I think that's like a controversial point that was I want real spiders and awesome. Yeah. Like, see this what movie. If, uh, do you have a real spider on your face? I'm not in the movie. <laughs> Why would I have Maybe a spider on Maybe you could be face? if you volunteered. Volunteered to just have spiders on me? Yeah. Like Fear Factor. <laughs> Joe Rogan just Eat shows up. Spiders. <laughs> that young, was so Young gross. Joe Rogan with hair. Just doing weird fear things. Jamie, bring that up. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else came in, out in 1988? Um, I'm not a fan of this franchise. The original Child's Play came out in oh, 1988. I like I like Chuck. You don't first, like the original Child's The play? first one's good. I'm not a fan of the whole franchise. I don't oh, think the dude. movies are that great. I, I like actually, Chucky. those were the scariest thing in the world to me when I was little. Was oh, when I was little, like really, terrifying. really scared the first, of Chucky the when I was little. The first one scared kid. me. I don't think the sequels are anything to write home about, personally. I like Bride of Chucky. Yeah, Isn't through, that up story through Bride of Chucky, I, I like. Yeah. 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 Okay. After that, I kind of felt. Uh, Andrew, we also, uh, you've talked about her uh, before. Uh, Elvira, Andrew. Mistress of the Dark. The first movie came out in the year 1988. I've talked you were gonna about say... her before. Uh, a couple of glorious things about her that you tend to like. Oh. Oh, well, I mean, that's the only thing that's <laughs> like, yeah. I thought you were going to talk about Angela Lansbury. Who was just talking about boobs? <laughs> yes, uh, Angela Lansbury. Angela. Uh, yes, please. Uh, also, we got Friday the... Th- we got a lot of bad sequels this year. Yeah. Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Thank Blood. Uh, okay, let's yeah, see what else. not one of my favorites. Fright Night Part 2. Fright Night Part 1, I love. Fright Night Part 2, I have not seen. Anybody? Fright Night Part 1 is fantastic. Great movie. Fright also, Night Part 2 is not. They're naming a bunch of sequels that I didn't even know exist. Great remake, uh, Fright Night, with Colin Farrell and Anton Yelchin. Seen it was it? okay. Yeah, I thought it was good. I liked it. Colin Farrell's. I. I, I mean. Oh, oh she's I gonna Colin jump Farrell. over the table and attack you right now. <laughs> Colin Farrell has grown on me as years. I'm gonna attack you. He's not bad. He's, he's just better like, in like serious role movies. Yeah. Well, he yeah. he yeah. went from being like a heartthrob to like a serious actor, and now he's a very good actor. So that happens to I still be incredible. The Lobster is a great movie. Lobster is a great movie. We also got uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael love Myers. Love that movie. That's actually too. not a bad movie at all. I yep. love that. Movie. I would agree with you there. I would agree. Andrew, we got Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. I, I don't even know if I've seen that movie. Because really? I, what? I, I had no desire to see that one. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I saw Hellbound, Hellraiser. It's the third one that I... Okay. That's the Hell on Earth. There's the, after on the second Earth. one, yeah. For, I mean, it was like, this movie sucked. No, but it's the third one. That's... I like the second one better than the first one. Better? Yeah. You'll That's crazy, dude. I have to give it a rewatch. Yeah. Because it's been a while. Because I, I just, if I'm going to watch Hellraiser, I just go... Well, yeah, that's obviously the, the, the biggest Yeah, movie. I know, but I should probably... One. Hellraiser two is good. One. That movie feels so long. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie... And I always, like, have this weird, like, Mandela effect with the first and the second Confusing one, where I'm confused which. what parts mm. come from. 
You know what's funny is that um, so there have been a lot of rumors the last couple of years that they're talking about bringing Hellraiser, the first Hellraiser, as like a legacy, like classic haunted house to uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. That'd be sick. Which, yes, I agree, it would be sick. How do you bring a movie with like that much gore and that much sexual shit to a theme park? Like in Dis- just, near Disney, World. like near Disney World, might be a bit of a move. Gonna have to edit out a lot of shit, but I, I I'm sure it would be great. You they, still everything make, they, you everything still they do is great. But uh, yeah, so Hellbound, Hellraiser two, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a phenomenal movie. Oh yeah, I, that I can't believe there's been no sequels to it. There's been talk, I thought nothing's there was, happened. Still nothing. There's talk. Uh, that's actually another another property that was adapted into a haunted house at Universal Orlando, Halloween Horror Nights. And because it was so popular at that event, there was talk that they were going to uh, do a sequel to the movie, which they have not talked about yet. Um, with I, the Chiodo Brothers. Right, with the Chiodo Brothers. I recently bought a fucking uh, dope Killer Clowns shirt from Fright Rags that I have yet to oh, wear. Yeah. So I'm going to drop Love that it. in all your faces at you some point. I just realized I was, I was, for some reason, Candyman. Terrible. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, said, yeah, you saved yourself. I was like, wait a minute, what was I thinking? And I was like, any Candyman ring. Uh, Matt, we got Maniac Cop in 1988. Great. Bruce mm-hmm. Campbell, love it. I actually like all three of those movies. Yep. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Uh, Andrew, Phantasm 2 came out. And, Phantasm 2. Uh, Phantasm awesome. 2 you. Yeah. Then we also got Poltergeist 3. No thanks. Pumpkinhead. Awesome movie. Pumpkinhead's yeah. great movie, great creature. Stan Winston's directorial debut after doing fantastic creature work. Fantastic. Fantastic. And also, uh, an underrated Wes Craven movie, The Serpent and the Rainbow, with yes, dude. The Pride of UMass, Bill Pullman. Yeah, man, that movie rocks. They did a great bit on cursed films about this. Haven't seen that yet. You I should wanna... watch it. It's oh, okay. really, really right. good, okay. dude. Yep. It's a lot about the... It has a lot to do with, like, the voodoo aspect and, like, the traditional, like, Haitian culture and stuff. Yep. Well, there's a second half of it about actually making it and them having to leave Haiti and make the rest of the movie in the Dominican Republic. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) They got, like, basically literally got chased out of Haiti. That's great. Those cursed film things are awesome. Unbelievably good. There's an awesome There's some deep cut stuff, too. They had a, uh, like, Andre Tarkovsky movie on it this season, too, which I had never even, like, heard of the movie. What is this? What is this on? Shutter. Shutter. I don't think I've seen that. You, I think you can well, watch first, it through AMC. AMC, AMC Plus. Plus or yeah. Shutter. And we oh, okay. watched the, the first one of this season, The Wizard of Oz one, was yeah. good. That yeah. one was, was yeah, really that was good. tough. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fucked yeah. up. Is that about what I think it's about? It's about uh, all, all the it. like, conspiracy <laughs> things like, that are behind The Wizard of Oz and people that died, right? Yeah. Um, there was forget. a lot of yeah. accidents on set. Like the Wicked Witch of the West uh, was severely yeah, burned. Yeah, she got burned up. Yeah, the Tin Man had a All reaction to his metallic makeup. Yeah, it was probably, 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 yeah. probably yeah. like lead yeah. paint or something. It right, was. exactly. Yeah. Was yeah. it really? Yeah. yeah. Lots of fucked up shit. So there was a lot See, That's of... what happens when you make movies back then. Um, who, who played uh, uh, Dorothy? Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah, she got addicted uh, to pills. Had, yeah, a lot yeah. of shit. Oh, yeah. Her, yeah, a, lot a, of the, a lot of the munchkins had a lot of shit going on. They were just feeding her speed to keep her skinny because they were like, you're aging too fast and with a 15-year-old girl. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So they just kept giving her like... Literally, like basically, what would be speed now? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, hey, Kurt. Uh, so, cursed <laughs> films on Shutter. Uh, great, great series. Check it out. Check um, it out. So, a little bit Check more about They Live as we continue the discussion about this movie. Uh, actually, uh, at this point, we should probably take a little bit of a break. Uh, Ninety seconds. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. It's official. The critics' decision is in. Spooky World is spooktacular. Enter the new black hole. If you dare. Or the new horror house of wax. This year, don't miss the real Jason, Bobby Pickett, or Alice Cooper. Phone the 24-hour Spooky World hotline. 508-838-0200. That's 508-838-0200. Spooky World is just west of Boston. And haunts every night from October 1st till November 1st. If you had the nerve, you'd phone 508-838-0200. It's America's horror theme park. Spooky Don't be scared. I'm the super sweet monster with the super sweet new cereal, Count Chocula. Bethel, here's the super sweet new cereal, Frankenberry. But I've got chocolate sweeties for monstrous chocolate flavor. Well, I've got berry-flavored sweeties for monstrous strawberry flavor. Count Chocula. Frankenberry. Hi. <laughs> Frankenberry. Count Chocula. Sleepy Claw 
They live as we uh, continue to talk about this movie. Obviously, directed by John Carpenter, argu- arguably the greatest horror director that's ever lived, or one of them. I think I solidified that in my mind this past like couple weeks. I was like, you know, he really. I think he really is the best horror director. I mean, he, you can maybe have a conversation about him and a couple others, like I guess maybe George Romero, Wes Craven, Wes Craven. Anybody holds a Hitchcock, candle to those three. Maybe. Hitchcock was more thrillers, but I mean, you could put him in the conversation. I would say if Hitchcock was around, Dario later, Argento is pretty rad, but it's that's a whole different like ball game of yeah horror. That'd be like me saying yeah. Well, it's just like that. Yeah, that's what's new. I, but, like, I, Dario Argento is like Italian. Stuff. Hot hot take. I mean, this a lot of his movies are more thrillers, but I I think there's an argument for David Fincher. Some of the movies that he's directed, mm. I think there's an argument there. Um, but I, I mean, if you if you were to tell me Carpenter or Romero or Craven or Argento or I like, I wouldn't argue with you. I understand. Yeah, you know, you, could, you just look at his track. Like, yeah, it's just like they're all bangers. You could maybe even like, say Toby Hooper to a certain extent for certain things. I, I mean, not not as extensive as a catalog as some of those other guys, but like he directed probably two or three of the most influential. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so directed by Carpenter, based on a short story by a guy named Ray Nelson that was called Eight O'clock in the Morning. Uh, Carpenter also said he drew inspiration from the works of H.P. Lovecraft when he was coming up with the concept of this movie, mainly because, this is a direct quote from Carpenter, and that's the great thing about covering John Carpenter's stuff on a podcast is that he always, always, always has stuff to say. He's very outspoken, Mm -hmm. and he does not put up with any bullshit. He tells you how he feels about things, which I love. He does not relent. Always done it. He does not relent. John Carpenter, (laughs) the relentless. Right? (laughs) Uh, here's so a quote. What we do in the shadows. Quote, <laughs> Lovecraft wrote about the hidden world, the, quote, world underneath. His stories were about gods who are repressed, who were once on Earth and are now coming back. The world underneath has a great deal to do. They live. Makes sense. Uh, this story also re- reminded me a lot, Matt. Ever read The Ten O'Clock People by Stephen King? The I short story? Do you, what book? So I believe it is. It's not Night Shift. What's the other one? Uh, uh, it's got to be. It could be. It's not. Would it be Four Past Midnight? Is it long or is it short? It's short. It's not Four Past Midnight. or Full Dark No Stars. There's Hearts in Atlantis. There's. Let's see. Hold on. Skeleton. Skeleton Crew. It's in Skeleton Crew. Uh, so basically, the the idea for that story, and it came out five years after they lived. So I think e- even King has said it's an homage to this story. Basically, instead of sunglasses, the the, the name the ten o'clock people comes from a group of people that are used to having their their cigarette break at work, and they're trying to quit smoking. And there's something that happens when there's a chemical imbalance in your brain when you're trying to quit smoking. You're going through nicotine withdrawal that you're able to see this separate reality where a lot of the people walking around are actually these inhuman monsters that are trying to take over the world. Mm-hmm. So it's not as wow. in-depth. How, how, many, how, many, how much coke was That's got to be big-time cocaine. So it's not as in-depth as this movie, but uh, it's it's been said that it's an homage to this movie. So I thought a lot about the 10 o'clock people when I was uh, watching this. It's a good short story. Read it, for I sure. Will. Yeah. I like it. Uh, let's see. Carpenter wanted a truly rugged individual to play Nada, uh, and it was originally written for Kurt Russell. Big surprise. Makes sense. Which I can see. Yeah. Carpenter actually felt he should cast somebody else after casting casting Russell in four of his prior films in Elvis, Escape from New York, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. Ultimately decided on uh, wrestler Rowdy Roddy Piper in the lead role after seeing him live at WrestleMania three in 1987. So there you go. That's how we got uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. How much bigger Roddy do you think Piper. this movie would have been? I wonder because it would it would have been pairing Kurt Russell with Keith David just like the Thing six years later. I mean, and the Thing wasn't a hit when it first came out, so I, I wonder. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it got really, really bad reviews. It That's crazy. But he, here's gross. here's also the interesting yeah. thing here too. So Roddy Piper credits John Carpenter and they live with jump starting the wrestler turned actor migration. Which if you think about it, 
kind of really hadn't been done before. Now it's very popular. You have John Cena, uh, The, the Rock. Rock. Yep. Who, I mean, whoever else. But uh, here, here's a Andre quote from Andre the Giant. Here's a quote from Roddy Piper. Uh, I was the first wrestler ever in the history of wrestling to star in a major motion picture that became number one at the box office of the weekend. And that gave the itch to, I don't know how many wrestlers. And not one of them to this day has put out a quality picture like this. And not one of them has had a number one hit like this. End quote. Which, not sure when he said this, but see Dwayne The Rock Johnson, please. I mean, yeah, he's in a lot. the Scorpion King. A lot of movies. But the funny thing is, because of the socio-political aspects of this movie, Vince McMahon did not want Roddy Piper to star in this movie. And because Roddy Piper did, Vince McMahon fired him from the WWE, which is wild. Because yeah. he's a dick, because he's probably one of those reptile people. Probably. Probably a reptile person. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the line, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum, was ad-libbed by Roddy Piper. According to according to Carpenter, Piper had previously written the line in his notebook of potential verbal bits during his wrestling career. He shared the notebook with Carpenter and they agreed that this particular line fit the character and the film perfectly. Piper went on to use it at a wrestling match gone on to become one of the biggest most quotable lines in any cult science fiction horror action film it's so stupid but it's so iconic. so good it's so stupid he doesn't even have any bubble gum in his mouth when he walks no. into the, the bank he's all out he, he, he has a he shotgun all he's, he's all out of it so he doesn't need bubble oh, gum. there's a sound by it's a song by this band called dr acula that yep. uses it it's pretty fun yeah so cat i immediately thought of you when i picked up on this you being into graphic design, I know you're big into the Wicked art world. Wicked into it, Ken. Wicked into <laughs> it. <laughs> Have you heard of an uh, artist named Shepard Fairey? Yes. Okay. So yeah. So he was the Amer- he's the American contemporary artist activist. He did the Obey. Campaign. Obey. Yes. Which is based on this. Yes, I know. Yeah, of course. So I I just figured that you would have. Yeah. Thought that about yeah. that. Like the shirts, Obey. The, yes. Yep. Okay. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So he, all of those like the tricolor, like the white, red, white, and blue, um, kind of. So like the Obey, heavy, the yeah. Obey stuff with Andre the Giant. <laughs> He designed all that. Yeah. Uh, he went to RISD. Yep. So he's pretty famous. He's done a, he, like the Barack Obama Hope Correct. poster. Yeah. He did that. Yep. Lots of other things. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he credits the film as a major source of inspiration, sharing a logo on his Obey campaign. Well, he even used the uh, same font. He, that's the exact, exact same font. It looks yeah. exactly it the is. same. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the same thing. Here's a direct quote from him. They live was the basis for uh, my use of the word Obey. The movie has a very strong message about the power of commercialism and the way that people are manipulated by advertising, which I feel like is one of the big messages of this film. 100%. Can't talk mm-hmm. about this movie and not talk about advertising and lots of other things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. There's nothing about this movie that's really hidden. Nope, for sure. It's all out in the open. Speaking of which, <laughs> they live. they're hidden. If we're moving on to a little bit of like half-assed analysis about this movie, okay? Lot to chew on here. Lot to like bubblegum. Yeah, like bubblegum. Which we're, we're almost of, out of. <laughs> we are almost out. Um, so people have interpreted this as a, about a lot of things over the years. Uh, the reptilian humanoid conspiracy, which is a wild conspiracy theory. See that? It's very exhausting. Um, Carpenter actually himself has come out and said this is a critique of Reaganism, which is funny because we actually talked about Reaganism when we talked about the stepfather yep. a few weeks back. So basically, you know, capitalism, a critique of capitalism. Um, Here's a direct quote from Carpenter. Let's see. Uh, The picture's premise that the Reagan revolution is run by aliens from another galaxy. Free enterprisers from outer space have taken over the world and are exploiting Earth as if it's a third world planet. As soon as they exhaust all of our resources, they'll move on to another world. I began watching TV again. I quickly realized that everything we see is designed to sell us something. It's all about wanting us to buy something. The only thing they want us to do is take our money. Uh, let's see what else. Let's see. To this end, Carpenter thought of sunglasses as being the tool to seeing the truth, which is, quote, is seen in black and white as if it's the aliens have colorized us. That means, of course, that Ted Turner is really a monster from outer space. Uh, again, Carpenter just being the man and just talk, speaking his mind. And here's another quote from him. They want to own all our businesses. A universal executive asked me, where's the threat in that? We all sell out every day. I ended up using that line in the film, which he does. So, I know, a lot of quotes. But, um, and I guess just, of course, over the years, this movie is kind of, uh, other people have latched onto this. Let's say less than desirable. 
uh, specifically neo-Nazi groups. Like You've heard shit. about this? Yeah. So basically several neo-Nazi and white supremacist groups co-opted the movie for their own purpose, spreading rumors that it's really an allegory for Jews controlling the world. Uh, of course they did. Carpenter, Christ, Carpenter squashed this directly. Well, uh, so. in, in Actually, in 2017, he tweeted out directly, and I quote, They live is about yuppies and unrestrained capitalism. It has nothing to do with Jewish control of the world, which is slander and a lie. So, I mean, I feel like you can interpret this I feel movie like any way you want to. Use anything to interpret it the way that they want it. Correct. To. Correct. So that does not separate. Well, they're out of their mind. again. But so. and people, you know, people are going to interpret it the way I want the, the way they want, like you said. But from the mouth of the man that made the movie, well, yeah, he, that's if, what it's he about. Better say that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and like I said, Carpenter has never been People shy about speaking his thoughts. There, I know I kind of read a lot of quotes. It's a lot. It's no, a lot to chew makes, on. Digest. It all makes sense. I know it was like, a lot to throw fitting. at you guys. It's on par with John Carpenter. I lo- like talk like what you were saying earlier. He's always been so outspoken. I always have loved watching any sort of documentary or thing that he's in where he's talking about horror. And him, there is a great documentary called Nightmares in the USA, um, or Nightmares in Red White, uh, Red White and Blue. Sorry. Yep. It was uh, basically um, a horror documentary documenting horror throughout the years and how it's always related to American society, and he is so good in that. He has a lot to say. Have you seen it? I have not. It's really good. I think it's on Amazon Prime. Horror in red, white, and blue. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Is it, wasn't horror one of like the first outlets? To well, it's always had It's always the, had an underlying... Against meaning. the grain. Yeah, against yeah. the grain, like capitalism. Anti-violence. Yeah, everything. everything. Yeah. Well, think, think about it like this. Like, Night of the Living Dead that Romero directed was the first horror movie, or one of the first movies ever, like mainstream horror movies, to ever have a black protagonist. It was mm-hmm. clearly an allegory for racism. Especially so, with the ending. So they've always yeah. spoke out <laughs> against injustice yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. he's always just had, he's just smart. Like I said, he's like the George Carlin of like the horror director community. Yeah. So. And he'd be the first one to tell you that like some of the Halloween sequels that he was attached to, he did for a cash grab because mm-hmm. money's green. Yeah. So he, he knows. If you want to make more movies that you really believe in, you're going to have Correct. to grab some. Correct. I love so. him just saying how he's like, yeah, Halloween jam. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Great. He's awesome. He's yeah, he rocks. I'm so like, happy like, he's still kicking. I feel like if there were a, a white whale to get on this podcast, I mean, not that he would ever come on. I would yeah, love. Good luck. I'd lose my mind. Yeah, of, of course, Andrew. We I, wouldn't I, even I, be I, able to I say know. anything. We'd just be like, Duh. wouldn't, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love to? Wouldn't you love to like hang out yeah, and we, smoke, smoke some butts and, and, and rip, him, he, rip he, some he drinks could, with John? He could hang out at my place. We'll smoke butts and and he could play the keyboard and the piano, like whatever. Yeah, I would love to do that. Oh my god, he's that would be awesome. How old is he now? He's got to be in his like late seventies. Yeah, still cranking out music though. He did the he did the score for Firestarter. Yeah. Like you know, always cranking. Which out was music. actually really good. Really good. Best part of the movie. By the far. I know we talked about it yeah. in the episode. So. He did. Did he do the music for They Live? He did. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's he did. I liked the music. They had that walking baseline all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I I was like I had to look it up because I thought it was going to be Ennio Marcone who did the thing. The thing. Because it's, it's very score. similar. Yeah. yeah. So it has that kind of like boom boom. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we've talked a lot about They Live. Is there anything we haven't covered? Anything anyone wants to talk about? I've talked a lot. Somebody else want to talk besides me? Anyone? Bueller. These gummy bears are great. I feel like great. we've talked a lot. <laughs> I, like I can try to think of something. If if you don't, that's okay too. I, I we got, can end I'm here. To think. That's I, fine. I'm sure, I got nothing. We're uh, yeah. we're 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 at a a good time here. Yeah. So up so to you. So my my oh. official snack of this podcast was the uh, wait Har Harbio Haribo 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 Star Mix. A bunch of gummies. They were really good. The commercial, they they Haribo? spell it out. They do. They the spell it out. H a i b o. Hot take. Haribo. Gummy bears and gummy candy are the grossest candy of all time. That's a hot big take. Fat you're lie. wrong. Yeah, no, that's incorrect. Wrong. You never had like black hot, licorice. Hotter take. Ugh. Hotter take. <laughs> Fruit candy, aside from Starburst, is gross. Skittles. We were looking Skittles? at the uh... Skittles. Skittles are probably the worst thing for you ever, but they're yeah. so good. They're great though, dude. Give Laffy me Taffy. Reese's or give me death. 
Laffy Taffy. Oh, dude, yeah, Reese's Cups are the best. Oh, yeah, yeah well, we're not talking about yeah. Reese's Cups. We're talking about oh, yeah. fruits. We're talking Laffy about Reese's Cups. Cups. Sour Dermans. Patch Kids? No. I could eat Reese's Cups until they kill. Oh, uh, okay. Well, like, oh, just consecutively <laughs> until it ends. Do not talk bad about sour. Sour Patch Kids, Swedish Fish. Okay, I can fuck with nerds. No. What about These the are sour all great, watermelons? All great no. candies that happen when you go to the movies and you see a right? horror film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everlasting Gobstopper? No, Everlasting Gobstopper? Warheads? Oh, this is the one. Atomic Warheads? <laughs> yeah. yeah sour. Briar Jolly Ranchers, Ranchers are good. Mm. Jolly Ranchers are okay. Certain ones. Are Airheads? Mm. Airheads. Well, we could just sit here and keep naming candy for a little bit longer. <laughs> or we could realize that we're done with this episode and uh, we'll be back next week with something that we've yet to decide. Maybe Gushers. we'll decide it after we stop recording in the next several minutes. I don't know. I, I can't predict the future. Ones. We shall <laughs> see what happens. Oh, yeah. I know the fruit chews were the ones of our story. Every gusher bursts <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, you, you like that, don't you? I like it in my fruit snacks. Oh, don't you know? Ooh, as, long as, as, long as, as long as it's a fruit flavor coming out. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, Andrew, okay? Uh, anyway, but I'm going to sign off before we get in trouble here. Uh, hey, guys, guess what? Here's where you can find our podcast. Uh, spoiler alert, wherever you're listening right now, listener, you can listen to us again there next week. But in case you're looking for an alternative podcast platform, uh, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, and probably a bunch of other places that we don't even fucking know about. Hey, there's a lot of places out there. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. But hey. We're everywhere, okay? We're everywhere. Like Fingerman. That always reminds me of... <laughs> that always reminds me of Joe Dirt, like, listing off fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> me? Or just... You, the- when, like, you're reading off the things? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That uh, cracks me up. Uh, if only I had Andrew's mullet, then maybe I could be a little bit more like Joe Dirt. That's why but, they call uh, Joe Dirt. All right, guys. Well, hey, good talk about They Live. This was fun. I'm glad we were uh, back in studio this week. Yeah, we got to get back on schedule, baby. Yeah, we're back in schedule. We'll be back next week. And again, we might have have something else. Might have something else this week. I'm not sure 100% yet. Uh, Stay tuned for that. But, guys, say a good evening. To your audience. Go ahead, Andrew. A goodie. Said, a good evening. Yeah, goodbye. Bye. Like, adios, muchachos. Like adios, adios. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. Let's go. Fuck you, Draymond Green. Eat yeah. shit, baby. Nope. Tomorrow night. Tonight, if you're listening right now. Yeah, tonight, uh, if you're listening yeah, right now. That's right. That's tonight. Right. I see what you did there. Okay, bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show because of course we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.